Welcome into the Sports Objective Podcast, the original podcast of the Pirates. And we are so excited to have the guys are off tonight. So they had other commitments. So pinch hitting, he is just as good as they are. We're so happy to have Andrew D back with us. Andrew D. Giovanni. What's up, brother? Hey, how's it going? I'm excited to be back. Thanks for having me. No doubt we're getting ready to have with us in a matter of uh, minutes. We'll have Carolina Hurricanes play-by-play voice, Mike Maniscalco. He's finishing up dinner, and so we said the show must go on. I'm just kidding. He uh, he got the link for the show, so we're waiting on him. And while we're doing that, we can talk some Carolina Hurricanes. We can talk life, see how Andrew D is doing. How are things going? Things are just great. It's um you know week number 40-something of uh, working in the office pretty much alone. We're dealing with the quarantine situation in Wake County. Uh, remote learning. I'm juggling a lot of different things at one time, wearing a lot of hats, uh, but we're in it together. We're, you know, we're excited for the new year. Some of the new challenges that we face um, from a, you know, as a family, uh, from a pirate club fundraising perspective and, uh, and other things. We're just trying to have uh, hope and empathy and show grace for everyone we encounter. But hoping to get to a hurricane match soon. Yeah, ECU uh, football games at some point this year. So, yeah, no doubt. Hey, hey, Andrew, that you know how you do that? Get the shot like I did in the right arm twice. I'm good, baby. I'm ready. I'm immune now. Let's go. Let's have some fire football. Um, it's a no-brainer. Get the shot. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Wake County is a little. We're running behind schedule here, Wake County. But once we can, we're going to. So let's get those teachers vaccinated. Well, here's here's what's going on. It's a good problem. You have supply. You have more demand than you have supply. That's a good thing because you have the most affected population is 65 plus. 83% of uh, the deaths in North Carolina are 65 plus. So that's why we have to get that population and we're doing a good job of that. Just not fast enough. Uh, with us right now, the play-by-play voice of the Carolina Hurricanes. I think we can bring him. Let's see if we can... There he is, Mike Maniscalco. What's up, man? Not much, guys. Uh, basically, had a lot of errands to run this day, a screen door that wasn't cooperative on an off day. You know, you got to do the stuff around the house. And uh, now just getting ready for the, the Kings to take on the Dallas Stars. I was going to ask you about that. That's uh, their interesting thing is I was telling folks, East Carolina has, I'm going to fix those uh, banners. East Carolina has a situation, Mike, where it's like a hockey schedule. They have Thursday afternoon, they take on the Temple Owls in, in Philly, and then that's at noon. And then on on Saturday, they're going to do that as well. They're going to come back to Greenville. Uh, so we're doing working on that. But anyway. Uh, yeah, it's uh, as we like to say, even though 2020 is over, 2021, it's not that far away from 2020. So a lot of things are, are up in the air. But, you know, you, you make the best of it. You juggle the schedules. I think we've seen that with the, the NHL. Now the, the COVID-19 protocol seems to have ravaged half the East Division uh, that's out there. You know, the Central has had its bouts with it. And hopefully, knock on wood, uh, as John Gruden would say, if you're with me, uh, but knock on wood that it's over. But, you know, it's, it's going to be – I just think it's going to be one of these things where we just – cross our fingers and hope that we're, we're past it for at least in the, the sports world where we need to be. And as, as I jumped on, I heard you talking about the numbers, Dave, uh, look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a political person by any means, but folks, if we want to get back to normal, if we want sports, put on a mask for like a month. You know, that's it. If you go outside and, you know, if, if you get a chance, you know, I know people, it's their own thing, but the, the quicker we can do things to get back to normal. It's so weird broadcasting in an empty arena with, with the team on the road and I'm calling it off of a monitor. Or, you know, I, I finally got a live game in front of me on, on TV a couple of weeks ago, meaning that the team was actually in front of me playing. And um, with nobody there, it's it's just an odd experience, uh, Dave and Andrew. It just really is. And so I, I am for whatever we have to do to get back to normal and get people in the building. Sign me up. I will. I will yeah. bang them to get it done. Let me ask you this question: uh, Is it like doing? Uh, you've been around many, many morning skates in your career. Is it like broadcasting the play-by-play of a morning skate? No, no, no. Because 
Uh, you know, I don't want to give away any trade secrets for people okay. who want to go to, well, for people who want to go to a morning skate and think it's really exciting. But um, morning skates to me are like watching the NFL combine, uh, which it's really just gym class except on skates. You know, they, they go through drills, they do things, but it's, you know, they'll, they'll run some set plays, but it's, it's really more practice than, than anything else. So, no, it is, it is not like going to a, a morning skate. I know that Bill Belichick gave that famous line, like, what's it like playing in front of, you know, nobody? And he's lying, like, practice. It's really not like practice. It's, it's far different than that. So, No question. I'm very excited. Uh, I was thinking about you earlier this afternoon, knowing you're coming on the very fact of, I used to uh, have to, in addition to radio, I worked at a retail job at Bass Pro Shops in Cary when I was in, in, in the Triangle area working in Raleigh in radio. And I'll never forget, I couldn't listen to the game. I couldn't watch the game. But when you were doing the uh, post-game shows, I could tell by your voice. I don't know if you're a good poker player or not, but I said, man, I'm listening to his voice. He hasn't told me the score yet. I can tell we lost another one tonight. How great do you feel with all the, the seasons we had where we had the, the slow starts, the Kings are off to seven and three. Uh, if you can win 70% of your games, that's a playoff team, isn't it, my friend? Oh, absolutely. And um, it, it's funny because uh, Michael Smith, who is the web reporter for the Carolina Hurricanes, he and I uh, just finished up our podcast, the cheap plug Kings cast tomorrow morning. Uh, tune in for it. But we were going over the numbers and – you know, there, there's some hand wringing that, you know, whenever a team loses now, and as, as you guys know, and uh, Pirate fans, you know, when, when you lose a football game, it feels like the end of the world, but you got another one next week. Uh, for hockey fans, I try to tell folks, you know, they're seven and three through 10 games. If they are, just take the, the next, you know, however we've got to get to it, but they're going to play 56 games. So you take the next 10 game segment five times. And if this team is going to be 35 and 15 at the end of that segment, I mean, not only are they a playoff team, I think they win the division with that record. Absolutely. So, yeah, so, uh, you go with that. And, and it's funny, and Dave hit it on the head. And, and Andrew, I think, you know, you guys, if you follow Kane's hockey, you know, this was a team for a long time. Uh, thanks for bringing up those, those radio post games, Dave. Uh, but, like, pretty much for, for my entire stint, uh, as the, the post-game show and pre-game show host on radio, this was a team that would get off to slow starts. I mean, there was just no way around it. They were going to get off to a slow start, and then you get Rod Brindamore as a head coach, and this is a team now that gets off to fast starts in his three seasons. You know, they have, they have set or tied records for, you know, the most points through 10 games in a season. So it's a refreshing thing to be a part of. Hey, Mike, it was slow start, state fair road trip, then the then the holiday lulls, and then that big uh, the December West Coast trip, and then you were maybe you'd be like eleven and sixteen and five, and, and at number ten spot right there from the rest of the season. It seemed like for about five six years in a row. Yeah, pretty much. You know, it was Andrew. You bring that up. How often uh, did we, uh, you know, come down to the December January months going? Well, you know, if the Canes put a push here in the second half of the season. You know, they've got a chance to get into the postseason. And, you know, how the playoff format is set up now, I don't want to say that it's easier. But, you know, it's clearly different now that instead of the top eight teams in the conference, it's just get to the top three in the division. And the Kings, uh, I think we talked about this earlier, even in this restructured format for this year, the Canes are one of the top three teams in the central division with – Tampa Bay and, and Dallas. And I think that they're starting to show that, you know, Florida surprised me to the hot start that they've gotten to. Uh, Columbus really made a big move, pushing some, some chips into the table, moving Pierre-Luc Dubois to get Patrick Laine, who it's funny, Laine's best game, the Canes win 6-5, but then the other guy who comes across with him, Jack Rosselvick, scores the game-winning goal Monday night. So Columbus has gotten uh, much better by adding two players. But this whole division is really good, but the Canes are still – in my in my mind, one of the top three teams in this division. So, uh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> Andrew. It's way better than through thirty games looking at a team that was you know eleven sixteen and, and three going well. You know, the, the, we're we're past the fair. There, there's going to be some you know some home stands coming up. And if the Kings do this now, it's it's really you look at it and 
if the Canes just continue to play like they have to start this year, uh, and, and think of the adversity that they've had. You know, they've already gone through the COVID protocol uh, where it cost them a delay of game. And then when I say a delay of game, a couple of games have had to be res rescheduled. And then they come back and have to play without five regulars and find a way to beat Tampa and Dallas with five regulars out. So, you know, they, they keep finding adversity. It's only 10 games into the season. And this team has, has, you know, dealt with the Mount Kilimanjaro of adversity, and they're they're sitting at seven and three. So I'll definitely take it where this team is, and and if they can again stay on this path, uh, once they get past Dallas, there's five home games coming up, make a little bit more hay, and, and again just break it into segments. If they can continue to play, you know, Dave, I'll take six fifty hockey. You know, seven hundred is amazing, but if they continue at this pace. There's a lot to like. And I think that we saw they have so much depth now, like more depth. We knew they had way more in the organization than I think people were giving them credit for. But those three games against Tampa and Dallas showed me that they can survive some things. And, and I think we saw last night, even though they lose to Columbus, Alex Nedeljkovic in the Nets, you're not losing much with him in the net as you're waiting for Peter Mrazek to return from, from his hand injury. So – uh, and, and there's no timetable on that. I know some people are speculating it. There's nothing. That's uh, going to be what it's going to be. But you've got James Reimer, you've got Alex Nedeljkovic, and you've got Peter Mrazek. So, you know, the big question this offseason, the goaltending, the goaltending, the goaltending has been fine this year uh, for this team. So if they keep getting that, there's no reason to think that they, they won't continue at this pace for the next. And, you know, I already, I joke like, you know, a fifth of the season is, is gone for, for this team. So uh, they keep this up for another 46 games. We're going to have some postseason hockey back in Raleigh. Uh, one question I have as far as the Hurricanes are concerned and staff of the Hurricanes, any way that the Hurricanes or uh, maybe the NHL, I don't know if there's a protocol on this, but it seems to me as far as professional athletes, I know it's probably trickier for, uh, college athletes. Is there any way that you can get vaccinations for those players so you won't miss games? You know, this is that's a, a good question, Dave. And I, this was kind of a a hot button a couple of months ago. If you guys remember, there was this uh, this thought that the NBA and the NHL was going to buy up the vaccine and, and that they were going to administer it to their players beforehand. You, you can't do that, especially now that we're finding out that. Uh, the, the supplies, the demand for it is so high and there's so many people who need to get it first. And look, I, I, you know, I've already talked about whatever we need to do to get the games going. I'm for it. But, you know, so many people like frontline workers, hospital workers, EMTs, um, the, the people who really need it. Let, let's let them get it first and, and then we'll see if the Canes can pick it up from there or the NHL. But there's no talk of that because of just how the situation is right now. No question. You know, with the everything with, uh, I understand PNC Arena is going to be a mass distribution site yeah, in Wake County. Yeah, that's coming up. So uh, that's great. Uh, my understanding is anybody over 65 who qualifies for the, uh, for the vaccine will get it. And then uh, first uh, first responders are all in line for it. So that should be great to, uh, to administer the vaccine to people. And hopefully you get more shots in arms. And again, it's back to getting some, some fans and seats at PNC Arena. Andrew, did you have a question? Well, Mike, I was just going to comment. Um, looking at the roster um, up and down, I haven't seen a 1 through 12, of last night 1 through 11 forward group uh, as skilled and deep as this one. And we haven't really seen everybody play. I've been kind of interested in, you know, across from the line combination has been interesting, but you made a comment with your, I think it was last night or the broadcast Sunday, that uh, I'm talking about everybody buys into the slot system. So you can put the game from the top line. Uh, you, can, you can move a, um, you, know, you can move you guys around, but everyone's on the same page, the same push, the same back checking. So it seems like, you know, you might go, well, this guy's more of a bottom nine, six guy. This guy's more of a fourth line guy. But with the Hurricanes right now, you don't really see that. And I, I know there's probably issues with conditioning, who sat out, uh, who's fresh. I mean, for example, would you think that Turbo has zero goals as many games in? Uh, on the other hand, would you think that Niederreiter would have five goals 10 games in on a career best? Hey, so um, speaking of your comment that you made, I thought it was brilliant. Uh, the team is playing on the same page. They're, they're, they're moving really quick. They're attacking, and they're getting back on defense, keeping things outside. Um, <clears throat> nothing to complain about after 10 games. But as a fan, it's been difficult because we had the, uh, the playoff atmosphere last March. We had the break. 
we came back this summer, like putting the needle on the record in the middle of the playoff push. It's almost hard to sit back now and watch a game and just be, oh, well, it's a, it's a Monday night loss on the road where every game just seems to have that much more emphasis, almost playoff like, especially with these two game mini series. You get to know the other team's lines and rosters and you get, you know, playing kind of chippy with an edge. Um, so, so for everything you should have done, amazing schedule, amazing job you got to doing night night, putting the effort. But as fans, if you have to talk to you all, all, all this week for the show, we can't believe the team's depth, the team's skill level, the defense. Um, Jacob Slavin, the other night, the end of regulation, laying down in front of Patrick Lyon a shot. Um, I mean, that took a lot of courage. And you, you hate to see an all-star player do that, but there was still time on the clock. If, if that shot goes in, that's a, that's a hat trick. It's a tie game going overtime. So uh, it's to preserve the extra point or to keep the point from going to Columbus in the division, that's the kind of effort that we're seeing from a Robert Moore team. And it's just un, it's unbelievable to watch. I know you're enjoying it. Oh, absolutely, Andrew. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, uh, the effort is not a question with, with this Hurricanes team night after night. That's not it. Maybe the execution uh, is off when you look at the, the losses that they've had, uh, the loss to Detroit, the loss to Chicago. And, you know, the effort last night, I, I won't even say the execution. I think the effort last night against Columbus was was great. They got, they got dinged by a couple of posts. And look, after what happened on Sunday – where there was an offside that should have been called that should have taken away Vincent Trocek's goal. I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain. You know, I'm not going to complain about the, the penalty shot, you know, 900 feet away from the goaltender. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that um, because, you know, the Canes come back and tie it. That's still a two, two hockey game. Um, but, but overall the, the way that this team plays and Andrew, you hit, I think for me, that's what Tripp and I and, and Shane Willis and, and Abby Labar, we kind of hinted at, and again, it's only 10 games, so don't want to get way too far down the road. But with the challenges that this team has had to face, that if you would have told me what you said, Dave Oteravainen has no goals 10 games in. Now, he missed games because he was on the COVID protocol. So, and, and he's got to get back up to speed. But the depth scoring that this team was looking for, they've got. They've got five goals from Niederreiter, four goals from Brock McGinn. Uh, Vincent Trocek, before he missed yesterday's game, six goals. You, know, you can make the case that Vincent Trocek might be the MVP of this team with, with how he's played uh, through the first you know nine games that he was in. Uh, Andrei Sveshnikov clearly has a lot to say about uh, the MVP too. But the, the thing that, that jumps off the page now is the Canes used to be a team that had one or two top six forwards, and they were trying to fit in a bunch of guys who are – you know, third line, fourth line guys into those roles. Well, now the Canes have top six forwards in those third and fourth line roles or guys who can play top six minutes. So I think that's what you're seeing. And, and that's, you know, the hallmark of a good team. Good teams have, if there's somebody who, who is out, next man up. Like, look at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is without Nikita Kucherov. He's an MVP. And the way they play, you wouldn't know that they're missing an MVP the way they play because Braden Point and, and Tyler Johnson jump up next and what you look at. So that's what the Canes have right now. And, you know, as far as Jacob Slavin goes, I know that this show is an hour. I could go four hours on what Jacob Slavin brings to the team, brings off the ice, brings on the ice. Uh, and, you know, he says, you know, hockey is not the most important thing to him, but you're right. It, it takes some, some guts to go, I'm going to put myself in front of a 100-mile-an-hour slap shot at the end of the game. Uh, and he does just that. But, you know, that's what this team has. And this team, um, it's weird for me this year, Dave and Andrew, because normally I get to be around the team in the locker room and, you know, you, you see the camaraderie. But this team really does have a good bond off of the ice. And it's a different year for sure. But I really think that that – you don't have to have it to be a great team. But for me, it doesn't hurt when great teams really like to be around each other off the ice. And, and this team has that chemistry. And uh, what about uh, as far as the front office is concerned, having Justin Williams come back? Uh, it's really cool to have him um, the captain of the team. You have him now in the front office. Uh, what, what's he going to be? Uh, what's his role? Oh, yeah. 
Uh, he is he's going to be a special assistant to uh, Don Waddell as far as the general manager goes, so on the hockey side of things. So uh, I, I said this, uh, you'll, you'll hear it tomorrow. Any way that you can get Justin Williams involved with your organization, it's going to make you better. I don't care what he wants to do. If he said he wanted to sell popcorn, you're now going to have the best popcorn sales in the National Hockey League. Uh, he's, he's that good. He's that valuable. And to have his eyes on the league and on this team, he's going to be able to tell Don Waddell. And I, I don't know if you heard his press conference, the uh, the introduction back to the organization again, this time in this role, when he you know, was asked about being Rod Brindamore's boss. And he goes, no, Rod's still my boss. But he's going to be able to see something and have input to the head coach that is not only – going to be absorbed and, and looked at and like, okay, what can we do to be better? It's going to be instantaneous. It's not going to be, you know, well, where is this coming from? Or where, what's the, the background here? Everybody knows what Justin Williams brings to the table. And uh, I will, I'll say this, whatever he wants to be post hockey, he will be the best at it. Like he, it's like Rod Brindamore. Uh, those, those guys with that character, that drive, they will succeed at everything they want to do. So could I see Justin Williams, like people have asked, well, do you see him behind the bench? Do you see him as a general manager? Do you see him as a president of hockey ops? And my answer to all of it is yes. It's literally whatever he wants to do, uh, he'll be able to do. And I, I think that this is going to be like a sneaky secret weapon for the Canes off the ice when they're going to evaluate players, if they're going to make a trade or how does this guy fit in the locker room, Justin Williams is so respected around the league and has so many friends around the league because of the guy that he is. You know, he's going to be able to pick up the phone and call a guy and ask if the Kings are are interested in making a deal or, or looking at something or how does this work. And not only that, he was such an honest player. First off, the, his self-assessment for how he played after every game uh, was always spot on. Uh, you know, he never sat there and said, well, I played great and the rest of it. He was he's not that he is a team guy all the way. So he'll know when somebody's cheating the game or not when he's watching it. So it's going to be I, I just think a huge asset. I think we all knew he was going to come back to the team in some capacity. Uh, we weren't sure how long it was going to take or what the role is. But this is a good way to ease him back in. And, and guys, I think that this is going to be, you know, again, a, a hand in glove, a, a no brainer to have this guy to be part of your your organization in any capacity just makes your team that much better. So, Mike, um, <clears throat> we saw the stat the other night that um, Rod Brindamore has the best record at this point in his tenure uh, as a head coach in franchise history. Does that come as any surprise to you, Tripp, or um, Abby, Shane, or anyone in the organization? Is that a surprise to you guys at all? Or something that you, you felt deep down you knew would be the case? Um, it's always a risk when you know the captain comes back. You know the the image, the iconic Stanley Cup. You know when a player comes back, will he will he be able to connect with the players? What will he do? You know he has the respect of the of the league, the players. Uh, you know he can walk the walk, but it was kind of a risk, you know, for, as fans and for the franchise. So seeing his his six oh nine winning percentage is that uh, does that surprise you at all, or is that what you expected? Well, you know the the funny thing about that is. Does not surprise Trip Tracy at all. Uh, and honestly, the only thing that surprised me was that Rod wanted to get into coaching. Like I, I thought that when he was done with the game, like I didn't, you know, I didn't know if he would want to get into the coaching aspect or, or be the head coach. But the more he was around it, you know, you you just knew he was a natural. How he relates to the players and, and how the players, and that was one of the things for me when he was named head coach. Any kind of, you know, caution flags that I had, now put them away. Because every time I talked to the players about what's it like to deal with, with Rod when he's running the offense, everybody, to a man, talked about, you know, he's great. The way he talks to us, the way he, you know, he's been in every situation. So when he tells us something, we get it. So, no, I'm, I'm uh, I, I can be, you know, sure, Mike, but, no, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that he's had this success. Because if you've ever been around him, you understand how he can motivate people. And he's just a real, you know, this sounds, when people say this, it sounds weird. But he is a real person. There's no fake to him. There's no, he's not going to go up to you, Andrew, and tell you what you think you want to hear. He's going to go up and tell you what you need to hear. 
and he won't lie about it. And sometimes it, it might come across as, you know, maybe a little harsh, uh, but also at the same time, that is what you need to hear because you learn from it. And from a guy who has done everything uh, that you could possibly do on the ice, uh, the players will run through the wall for him because he doesn't ask them to do anything that either he didn't do or he wouldn't do as a player. And I think that that, that carries a lot of water. And yeah, you look at that, Mark, uh, he'll tell you he doesn't do anything. He never takes credit for anything. Uh, and that's, I think, a big part of it. The players know that Rod gives them the credit for everything they do. Right away, he goes, it's the guys who play. It's, you know, I don't do anything. Uh, we all know that's not true. But if, if that's what Rod says, we got to nod our head and move on. But uh, as, as he says, it doesn't hurt when you have players like Sebastian Ajo and Andres Bechnikov and Table Teravainen and what you have on the blue line. But you got to get the guys to – I think I've said this before. I, I know I've said it before. I'm not sure if I told you this, Dave, or, or you, Andrew, but it's one of those things where you got to get everybody pulling the rope in the same direction, and, and that's what Rod gets this to do. So you got uh, a captain right here. Captains know exactly yeah. what it's all about. Yeah, he's a captain. Captain Buck, yeah, he's part of the Pat Diara for ah. ECU football. Hey. Yeah. Hey. He, by the way, told, hey, uh, I told him you were coming on tonight. He's joining us now. And uh, tell right. him the name. Of, Mike is going to get a kick out of this. Tell him the name of the old minor league hockey team in Macon. He's going to love this. Yeah, back in the early 70s, mid-70s, uh, Macon, Georgia had a uh, – you know, it's like located right in the center of Georgia where 75, 16 joined. And uh, we had a team there in Macon called the Whoopies. Yeah. <laughs> the Macon Whoopies. <laughs> it was great. It, you could go there and uh, every now and then a hockey game would break out. Between exactly. the Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, if I remember right, didn't they wear the pink jerseys on Valentine's Day or Macon Oh, yeah. Oh, they were a hoot now. I mean, it was uh, high entertainment back then. And uh, they would have all these great uh, uh, events and so forth. And uh, but the best thing was to sit near the uh, penalty boxes because uh, players from each team would climb. You know, they'd be climbing over the stuff and all. It would be great. It was great. It was like WWE wrestling. Uh, old ice, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody could pronounce anybody's name. See, that was the whole thing. <laughs> uh, well, if, if you've been listening to me, I, I and think later I wound up, yeah, I wound up playing Canadian football, and so I guess I kind of got acquiesced to it because I was able to say, Hey, <laughs> nice play, hey. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's all you uh, had to do, speak Canadian, right, and be nice and just be nice to people. So, but it, it was great man. watching uh, watching it. And through the years, Macon has had a team from time to time. And uh, But I tell you, Macon, the county government and city government there, they could break an anvil. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they at one time, they had a Macon, they had a uh, an Atlanta Brave minor league league team yeah. there at one time. Yep. Um, Chipper yeah. great players and lost it. Yeah. <laughs> now, well, it happens. Hey, it happens, you, man. It happens. How does Macon, Georgia, yeah. which is 70 miles, uh, maybe 90 miles up the right? Yeah. But what happened, we had an old baseball park there, Luther Williams Park. It goes back to the uh, 1950s and so forth. Have you ever seen the movie Bingo Long and the Traveling mm -hmm. All-Stars? It's yeah, about yeah. black uh, baseball uh, right there at the uh, time of integration. Well, bingo long. They filmed it at Luther Williams Park in Macon. And, uh, in fact, a friend of mine who uh, was playing baseball at Mercer University in Macon at the time, uh, he's the first baseman in the movie. He's, he's the tall, blonde, white guy. <laughs> and he makes a, a racial remark to the guy on first base because, <laughs> they were making. Uh, they were. They were playing. Uh, what the scene was was the All Stars were playing an all white baseball team, obviously, and uh, what they were going through. But my my friend is famous for the line that always gets cut from regular TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I remember that you had James Earl Jones, <laughs> Richard Pryor. I mean, you had every everybody who was everybody was yeah. in that movie. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. So Macon's had a history, a great history of, uh, uh, of things like that. And uh, so I was fortunate to uh, uh, find my way up to East, East uh, Carolina University, uh, uh, just like uh, hockey's been able to find uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. You know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so. yeah. Mike, this is another guy that we have to get up to PNC Arena. He he retired in Wilmington, so all we have to do is get him up Interstate 40 oh, yeah. to PNC Arena whenever we have fans again. He's he's Absolutely. game. He's ready to, to for us to have a guys' night where we come up there oh, and, and have a good time. Yeah, but the only difference is oh, yeah. there's a little bit. There's a, little bit right. there, there, there's a lot more hockey in between the fights now. The fights are fewer and far between, but. <laughs> I told you. Oh, okay. say that. Yeah. Well, I can't look at my age. I can't see it. Yeah, I can't see nothing anyway. <laughs> my brain can't keep up with it. So, do y'all still do y'all use a little flasher thing that goes with no, it? No, like on the, no, no, on that's, the that's long gone. Long uh, gone. See, well, I wait. I wait and watch it on uh, the big screen. <laughs> that's like me right now. No, I love going. Yeah, you have to see, you have to go to any professional, any yeah. professional sport. You have to see it to truly appreciate it. Because uh, TV, I don't care how good it is. Look, I'm looking at a 65-inch now that I bought for me during the pandemic. Well, <laughs> and uh, well, it Jerry, still doesn't equate to live. So it's close. Mike is the play-by-play <laughs> voice of the – he's the play-by-play -play voice of the Hurricanes on television, so – you got your 65 inch box Carolina's right? watch you can watch Mike and Tripp do the games and, and re remember well, remember to you yeah. do but remember bunk the camera adds in my situation a couple of hundred pounds so. <laughs> well you you have a face for TV I have more yeah. of a face for podcasts and radio <laughs> I'm gonna hire okay. bunk as my agent that's normally I get I have the face for radio guys bunk is now my agent. <laughs> Well, exactly. look here. My face, I played when we only had one little thing here. I didn't have a cover. In fact, I got my nose broke uh, by getting kicked in the face, uh, catching a football. So, you know, we didn't fold up our helmets, but it was close to that. No, I, I got my nose broke on the bottom of a pile. God punched through. Uh, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> good good times. Hey, so. hey, hey, you're not going to get any sympathy from a guy that is a hockey guy. You're not going to get sympathy for a broken nose. <laughs> well, look what I have. <laughs> He's got an Emmy. Yeah. Do you have one? No. Do you have an Emmy? The closest thing I come to an <laughs> Emmy bunk is I've got two M's in my name. That's it. So, <laughs> Actually, we stole it from our daughter. Uh, who is an, she's an ECU grad. Uh, yeah, she uh, she's a, 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 an evening news producer at ABC in Houston now. And uh, she was able to uh, – she's got five of these. <laughs> So, so she loves oh, that one. Yeah, she can spare one, absolutely. Yeah. She's only 30, 30. She'll be, uh, yeah, she's 34 still. So, uh, but yeah, she's done well. And uh, I was trying to show, see, because I, Dave saw some of my trophies in the background because we've been moving. Our house is still not, we're not in a house, actually. <laughs> we're kind of in, a, in a, uh, an apartment. But, uh, I was showing Dave some things. I said, no, nah, my daughter has us beat. And I, I was trying to show him this trophy, and, and, uh, and it made – I lost uh, I lost seed. So, anyway, I thought I'd show that to you. <laughs> there let's talk some more. Let's talk some more. Hey, uh, Buck, let's talk some more hockey here. Uh, we, oh, can, we can definitely – Yeah, as far as uh, – uh, any word on as far as uh, – I know with COVID protocols and everything with the Winter Classic and – the all-star game, I guess that's just going to be pushed back even further, or what are they going to do there? Uh, as far as I know, uh, when you talk about for, for the Canes, the stadium series and, and their outdoor game, that'll be on the agenda for next year. Same thing for the Winter Classic. Like All of that stuff has been held off. There won't be an all-star game next year either because there'll be the Olympics, and uh, it, it's going to oh, be yeah. one where it's going to be one where the NHL uh, feels that it would be 
it, it would be best to send the players there. The players want to go play in, in the Olympics. That's well, what, uh, what are the games that they're talking about playing at uh, Lake uh, South Lake Tahoe? In Lake Tahoe, well, in in lieu of not having a, a winter classic where they could have them, you know, they've been playing them in football stadiums, as as you know, right, right. in baseball stadiums. Well, right. yeah, they still wanted to do an, an event this year and do something made for TV. Well, uh, they they found a, yeah they found a frozen lake in Tahoe. And well, it's definitely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you talk about how strange it's been playing, wow. in, front of, playing in front of an empty stadium. Sure. Um, imagine this. I mean, they're playing. There's, it's, they're just right. setting up a rink. They're not setting it's, up stands. It's, uh, it's yeah. at the uh, golf course. Uh, they're playing it at the golf course where they have the uh, the big uh, celebrity class. I have a friend. Uh, I actually have a friend who lives in South Lake, and uh, I've been out there. And uh, so that'll be interesting oh, to yeah. see uh, how that all works out. Look, that's a great place to visit if you've never been there. Uh, yeah. Just either side, either side of the state, either state, it don't matter, California or Nevada. Yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I mean, I'm looking forward to it just to see how, you know, just to see how it's going to look. And uh, yeah. they better have they better have a little TV term for everybody. They better have guys on the mute button because it's going to be really it's going to be really quiet. So when players are talking to each other, Terry, you, might, you might know there's, there's a lot of talking that goes on between professional athletes. Oh yeah, you think? <laughs> so uh, so I mean the, that'd be great. That'd be great. The the foxes and the caribou are going to be be blushing with some of the words. Yeah. Who who are uh, who are the teams playing? Uh, I know they've got uh, Boston and Philadelphia heading out there for the East, so that's what okay. they have now, and they're going to settle everything else in. But uh, they're, they're going to do a, a game for the East and a game for the West and, and do two games okay. out there and see how it works out. Right. So, uh, well, I'm, cool. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, it's really cool, especially when, you know, you, you can do something different. Why not do something different? Sure. So, but, absolutely. This is a great time, and uh, who knows? Uh, the, the new normal is, may be the normal. So. Exactly. Well, yeah. exactly. What's normal? I don't know. I've never been normal. So. <laughs> yeah, we know. That's why we love you. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, they're they're doing it. Uh, they're doing it in back to back days. Uh, they're doing on the twentieth and twenty first of February. The the Western uh, Conference game is Colorado and in Vegas. Okay. So, All so, right. Yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I knew I knew Boston and, and Philly paying attention to that, but you know again. We go back to this, you know, all those years. Oh, you could never put a professional team in Las Vegas. Well, now you got two, <laughs> right? Right. And and one of them, you know, almost wins a title in its first year in, in right. hockey because yeah, because when we all think of Vegas, we think hockey. But you know, they're going to be playing in a in a showcase game against Colorado. It's it's going to be really cool. And oh, yeah. know, we all like that. Like uh, Bunk, how did you feel when they they had Virginia Tech play Tennessee? Uh, in in Martinsville, you know, for for years and years, Bristol. That's right, Bristol. Right. Years, yeah, for years and years, you know, because well, I, I love it. Virginia, uh, and they yeah. talked about playing that game. I, I thought that was awesome. I mean, if you sat in the stadium, yeah, yeah, I love doing it. it. I love doing they like you know Daytona. They used to play uh, uh, FME. Uh, uh, what is it, Florida A and M? And uh, one of the other all black uh, traditional black colleges used to play there on the infield, uh, you know, there in the uh, fifth curve, yeah, the yeah. little travel. Uh, I love, I think that those are great. Uh, it, um, you can also bring sports together that way because I was always, yeah. I, I never believed in uh, one sport mentality. Um, had it not been for me participating in, in track, for instance. Uh, I didn't ever, I didn't ever got a football scholarship, and I always tried as a coach to, uh, to uh, whatever the sport encouraged them to find what they fit in, and and to to take kids' mentalities and their personalities, and that's where you need to go, because uh, no, the only one can tell you you can't do something is you. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Like, well, that so, was a, remember that was the thing too, guys. Like growing up, it was we were oh, all yeah. play everything, and then like you know about sure. Long after I was done, because I am it's I have I have not played in a long time, Terry. But like after I've done, it's like now if you you aren't in your sport by nine years old, you know, you're, how are you going to get a scholarship? Right? I don't understand. Uh, look, I would have not have been a four star, five star, even three star. Probably I was I was maybe uh, I was happy to be a kid that somebody saw watching another video about another team. 
and and that's how you find players. And it's just like with the professional ranks of any sport. Just because you're from Canada, don't mean you're good in hockey. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, yeah. we got, now we got one of the best players in the National Hockey League is from Phoenix, Arizona. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And, uh, and and that's always been more of a, a, a global sport, which is another thing Americans don't understand because of my love for track and field. You know, I, I've always hated American athletes had to go over to Europe to make money in track and field uh, because they you're not supposed to do that. You're you're from America. You know? <laughs> hey, uh, Mike, Mike, I wanted to uh, ask as far as. Uh, with the playoff structure, can you give us an idea? Again, I know the season's been reduced. I uh, wanted to ask you about that, too, for, for fans watching and listening to the podcast later on. Sure. Uh, what's going to happen is because the, the league has broken into these four divisions, the East, the Central, the North, which is all the Canadian teams in the West, uh, it's going to be the top four teams from each division advance into the playoffs. Uh, right now, there's no expanded playoffs like we had last year. So you're just going to get the uh, – this case, 16 teams in, and it's going to go one through four in the division. So one will play four, two will play three. So if these teams don't like each other by the end of playing eight regular season games against each other, you can play upwards of 15 games against another team. So there's going to be some rivalries born out of this. Uh, I don't know because they haven't really announced it yet if the North is going to play the West or the East plays the Central, like how that will work out when you get yeah. to the Final Four other than they're going to reseed. So we have to wait and find out who's got the best record for who will play who. So of the four remaining teams of the, the Central, the East, the North, and the West, they'll reseed that for the Final Four. So the conferences are done. There's no Eastern and Western conference this year. So when you get to the Final Four, it'll be the team with the best record will be playing the, the team out of the, out of the remaining four that doesn't. So the fourth best record, two will play three, and then – those teams will go play for the Stanley Cup once you get down to the final two. And no, and uh, it's not going to be like a bubble this year, right? Uh, as as far as we know, right now, no. Um, but I, I am I I know that everything is fluid this year, guys. Right. Everything in the world. So if they deem that a bubble is the best way to to get through the playoffs, then you know where's the helium? Let's start inflating the balloon. Let's let's get the bubble ready to go. Are, are you are you actually at the games calling them now, or have there been times you weren't, or how is for that the, for the work? Or maybe for, uh, I that earlier. No, no, uh, that's is a great question because a lot of people think we're there uh, for the home games because this year. So when the Canes are at home at PNC Arena, I'm in the arena calling the game. Okay. But when, they're, when they're on the road, I'm still in PNC Arena calling the game off. Of, uh, off oh of wow! So yeah, it's. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's uh, yeah, sound effects and everything. Oh, yeah. all of it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we get the sound effects and the pumpkin crowd and all that that stuff wherever they like oh. to run. Um, for That's for tough, other, with the so pumpkin crowd. But the the thing that I'm trying to tell everybody now, and I hope that everybody is really kinder to your hockey play by play voices this year, especially with their teams on the road, because. <laughs> You know, hockey is, <laughs> hockey is thirds. You know, there's the, the offensive end, the middle of the ice, the defensive end. So anytime, exactly. anytime somebody sneaks off of the screen and the puck goes that way, my head is literally – and I'm, like, looking that way, but there's – I just have a TV screen to stare at. So <laughs> hopefully my eyes are up to the it player. Click, 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 click. <laughs> you know, football is like basketball is squish, 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 squish. <laughs> But football, at least, you know, when they go downfield, the camera yeah. can catch up to the receiver in time, you know, where you can fake it just long enough to get a number. Hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Go, right. Go, go quicker. <laughs> no, I can imagine. And I know y'all had some other uh, dealing with uh, being tested, uh, uh, you know, uh, just sanitized. Oh, <laughs> Are you sanitized? You know, I want to do a podcast with you if you're not sanitized. I, let me let me tell you, I have I yeah, have used, I have used more Purell. Yeah, than, than well, I, I, I bring up my hands. I'll, I'll like get pure, I won't right. do it. I'll have Purell. I have no problem with it. I'll just uh, deal Wait, with it and. Don't uh, you know that, that there's other problems worse than mine? So <laughs> I said it earlier. 
whatever whatever we need to do, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll wear the mask, I'll park where they, I got to park and and go ahead and, and wash my hands about 35 times a day. I, I, kind of, I kind of freak out over germs anyway, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You and Monk, if you want. <laughs> Mr. Monk, there you go. Well, Mike, it's been a lot of fun having you on, my friend. I know we kept you longer uh, tonight, but I had a lot of fun with you. How can uh, fans know for uh, Fox Sports Carolinas? And obviously, you guys uh, simulcast on uh, 99.9 The Fan, right? Yep, absolutely. That's where you can find us. Uh, Fox Sports Carolinas uh, on Twitter. It's Canes on FSCR. Uh, so if you're always looking to find out when the games are, next game uh, will be on Thursday. Uh, 8.30 puck drop against the Stars, 8 o'clock pregame show. This was fun. If I knew Buck was coming, we, I would have had more football stories ready to go, too. Yeah, the puck, the, the puck, puck drop. I love that. <laughs> I like Lola. Buck was only a five-star, and I was half a star. So it was yeah. all good. <laughs> I was a lone star. <laughs> hey, hey. Have a good night, Mike. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Nice, nice talking to you. Nice talking all right. to you. Take care, guys. All right. Enjoyed it. All right. Go Canes. All right. Great stuff there. And <laughs> oh man, that was great. A lot of fun. And uh, Andrew gone. And uh, now it's down to you and me. This is game of See, survival. I've run off many a many a large crowd. <laughs> I, 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 I'm really good during the pandemic. You know, <laughs> you need to disperse a group. Call me in. I can do it. <laughs> You're the guy, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, we got some time here uh, before the end of the show. Want to talk some sports topics? I'm gonna throw some stuff at you. Okay. Uh, I want to get your feeling on. I know that uh, we we talk a lot of college football here, but pro football. I tell you what, uh, very excited uh, for the the Super Bowl. Uh, it's kind of depressing not to have uh, no more pro football. The good news is we we still are going to have SCS football. And in North Carolina, we have high school football. It's kind of strange yeah. uh, yeah. that's starting up. So we have yeah, that. Uh, uh, yeah. Want to get your thoughts on this? How many people do you think now, after Sunday night, it just seems weird that Tom Brady, he had the seventh Super Bowl, but it just seems like there's a lot of people that like him now that didn't used to like him. Have you noticed that? <laughs> He's in the South. I mean, <laughs> he went I mean, from the North to the South. I mean, that's pretty pretty obvious there. <laughs> Any, uh, whoever well, the I, dominant, know, I think that there's a lot of people. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. And sorry, it's a lag. Okay. The, uh, it just seems like I guess with Belichick with him, and now that Belichick is not with him, and he's in Tampa Bay, and everybody says, hey, all those people that thought that it was Belichick, look, I won the Super Bowl without Belichick. It's kind of like uh, in your face to Belichick, right? Because they uh, they they should have kept him in New England, and they thought he was 100 years old, and he is older for a football player. But it's almost like in wrestling when you have a heel and they've got turned babyface. I'm leaning that way. I'm not saying I'm all the way over there, but it just seems different now with him after winning the seventh Super Bowl than – the six previous. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I was thinking about that this morning. I just, uh, no, I don't look at any of them any different, any different myself. Uh, I just see it as, as the way the season went. And the way the season evolved through it all. Uh, I think we lost Terry. We have some uh, technical difficulties. Uh, he's in deep thought there. Uh, maybe we can get uh, Bunk back on. Let's see if we uh, will add him back on in just a second. Uh, while we have uh, a moment, we'd like to remind you fans that uh, we actually have a great thing, and that is uh, pgxgloves.com. And uh, definitely want to remind you about pgxgloves.com. And that's uh, they're sponsoring 23 Jungle Tales. Well, what is 23 Jungle Tales? If you watch the podcast, you probably know that's uh, 23 different former pirate players, and uh, we have them uh, on. And we do we've done probably six or seven of them. Well, PGXGloves.com they are actually the the sponsor. And uh, Mark Minikazi, who played for 
uh, Randy Macy, uh, I think it was around 2004 third base. He's done an excellent job. We had the kids got their t-shirts yesterday. Uh, they are so excited. They're so pumped up and, and they're just, I, I can't wait to get my 23 jungle tales t-shirt. Uh, when we do, uh, then we'll do that. They have custom baseball gloves. They have batting gloves, personalized stuff. They can do it all. You stuff. They have football gloves. How about you golfers out there like bunk? Hey bunk. They have golf gloves and a whole bunch of swag. And it's founded again by a pirate great Mark Menikazi. You simply go to literally pgxgloves.com and the promo code, if you put capital letters ECU, you'll get 25% off your order. And uh, we're very excited about that. So make sure that you uh, definitely do that. pgxgloves.com, go there. And we're a proud sponsor of the program. And let's bring in uh, Bunk back with us now. There he is. Hello, sir. Did, did I uh, mess it up again? <laughs> hey, you're fine. You're in deep thoughts. Yeah. So we, <laughs> you're in deep uh, thoughts. No, I was uh, watching that. That's I need some golf clubs. <laughs> well, go to uh, pgxgloves.com. I was going to tell you that earlier. Yeah. Uh, I, need golf, for the show. I need a golf swing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, am I, I'm, I tell you one thing. I don't know if he can help with my golf handicap, but uh, it's uh, – it's definitely 30 or 40 easily. <laughs> my, my handicap is my swing. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, but, but I have, have fun. But I have fun. So. Yeah, that's it. Uh, what I that's do is true. when I play golf, I don't play very often. So when I what I do a bunk is I literally say I'm going to chase a ball, this white ball around the uh, beautiful uh, landscape <laughs> the outdoors uh, yeah. for three or four hours. If I can uh, not lose a ball on a round, that's a, that's a good round. That's another thing is that I yeah. need to, in my golf bag, to put a ton of white balls in there. So <laughs> if I lose one, hey, I'll just hit another one. <laughs> the, this time of year, the different colored balls help. Yep. Especially, yeah, old guys, we can't see it good. So. <laughs> no doubt about it. We're you can find it. But uh, yeah, I'm watching. Uh, I also been watching some of the race. Uh, you know, Daytona. They're down in Daytona uh, with NASCAR. Yeah, who so, do you think is going to win the Daytona 500? Well, that's one of those that anybody that's there at the finish, if you're in the right place, uh, you got to be there to win it. You got to be there at the end if you want to win it. So, uh, 499 laps don't mean nothing. <laughs> yeah. well, and that's the way uh that's the way you know that's the way life is that's the way everything is you, you know yeah, it's about, uh, about going you got to make it to the finish line before you can win it so hey i was going to tell you i was going to tell you my pick you're not going to like who my pick is oh no yeah no, I, I, I went like star wars i went to the dark side for my pick oh, oh lord yep I didn't say, you know, that I just have a gut feeling what he's going to win it. What happened? Uh, <laughs> what happened? You know, my favorite, I mean, to, you know, Chase, Chase is the man. Yeah. Little deal. Yeah, uh, from Bill. Awesome Bill. Yeah, we need to go to Pool Hall and get some hot dogs, chili dogs. Hey, I, and, uh, I'm game for that. That would be awesome. That absolutely. Be, That's only, uh, you know, there is a museum there. They have the... Uh, Bill Elliott, and because uh, his uh, his brothers built the engines, yeah, you know, for his cars, uh, and so uh, that was the whole thing. I mean, it's always been that. I mean, it's pretty simple who's going to win, and that's uh, who's got the fast car. <laughs> so uh, and, no, and no right turns. Uh. So there's little things you can always do uh, with or within the rules. Is that a good way to say it? Yeah, exactly. With or within. There you go. But, uh, remind, uh, and by the way, a programming note, want to remind fans uh, that coming up on Thursday uh, at noon, it's a businessman special, kind of like uh, if you have a baseball team and you see your favorite baseball team where they're getting ready to fly out, they play an afternoon game. Well, that's what we're doing yeah. on Thursday with the Pirates. Bunk, I'll put it up on the screen for those listening. All right. Uh, we're at the podcast Thursday at noon. Is our next game. We're going to the city of brotherly love, home of Rocky, and to take on the Temple Owls at noon on ESPN Plus, 11.30 airtime for those of you that love uh, Learfield IMG College with our friend Jeff Charles. And, of course, the color analyst is Cy Seymour. 
And that is uh, on Thursday. And then we're on Saturday. We're coming back to Greenville Bunk. And we're coming back. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun uh, with that. We're going to actually be uh, high noon again on Saturday uh, in Greenville at Williams Arena Menchie's Coliseum. So two games back-to-back. And, of course, we'll have our overtime. So make sure that you uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, so much more. We've got so much to do. So little time. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of we have a lot of fun on the show, and you know what? We've been doing it for so long. March first is three years. Uh, so for people that don't know, wow. that, I know that uh, yeah, it's hard to believe, but three years worth coming up on March the first in just a few weeks. We'll be around for. Uh, we're not rookies anymore, believe it or not. This is not our first. Wow. Uh, believe hmm. it or not, our first, not our first rodeo. Hmm. Uh, it's like it's been forever since you've been with us. Um, and appreciate the the ride. You've been uh, very kind. A lot of a uh, lot of a uh, lot of waters under the bridge since then. I tell you, yeah. it's uh, a lot of things going on. Uh, a year ago, I was uh, actually I had been wanting to be where I'm at, but uh, didn't think I'd be here now. So, uh, what a year! I tell you what. Well, what you know, funny. you know what's funny. Uh, personal note for both uh, for people watching right now. Uh, for people watching both of us last year, I took your place last year. You were doing a whole bunch of renovations to leave Georgia to come to Wilmington, right. the port, the port right. city. Now me, moi, this guy right here, I'm we're here. doing, I'm doing renovations to my house. There and you, go. you see, you're sitting back in a recliner enjoying but life. You, because you're you going the, the renovations. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I this is the one little I'm, place that looks. <laughs> I tell people that I am actually a walking HDTV show. I need a show on HDTV, don't you think? And then we can do all the renovations. I and think all the so. That'd be great. And all uh, the um, what is anyway. it? Uh, the uh, fixer uppers. Yeah. Yeah. The, the re, the, you know, where you sell them and fix them up. Yeah. But you ain't selling. No, I'm not. I'm not getting it. No, not at all. We're not gonna. We're not gonna do that. So anyway, Buck, yep. it's been a lot of fun, my friend. I want yes, to remind fans to to go to pgxgloves.com as our sponsor, and also we have uh, for extra innings, Buck. I want to remind our uh, fans too. Uh, starting, uh, I believe it'll be next week. Man, time is flying. It's, uh, it's here. Next level training center. Want to remind them our good friends Trent Britt. I want to give him a shout out. He and his wife, Gaynell, uh, they have a uh, great facility there on Wimbledon Drive. It's an indoor uh, facility where you train. If you're a baseball player, softball player, my my great kids, Alexander McKenzie, went on Alexander's birthday last year. We had a blast. They're sponsoring Extra Innings, so uh, Extra Innings presented by Next Level Training Center, and we appreciate them very, very much for their sponsorship. It means a lot because uh, I know that, uh, Bunk, I'll say this and we'll get out of here. The very fact there's a lot of folks out there that uh, like Trent, like NL, uh, that had the uh, COVID uh, virus uh, being a small business where they couldn't operate for a while. And I just want to give them a shout out and all the men and women that I'll just say this and get off my soapbox. But all the men and women that have small businesses in this country, we absolutely love you. We salute you and make sure that you buy local and shop local and help great folks like Next Level training center make sure that you uh, take care of them and of course our good friend mark minikasi is also small business and uh, you can go to pgxgloves.com well bunk it's been a lot of fun my friend i appreciate the ride <laughs> uh, you were entertaining man mike but you made i haven't seen mike meniscalco laugh ever that much in the broadcast on our show or anywhere so you're you're the man i appreciate never you never know what i'm supposed to do so i just kind of do what i do <laughs> make it you make it right Buck. there you go enjoy oh, it i appreciate you having me i always do appreciate, I appreciate it. you get my best to gail for full recovery to hold yep. her low for us she needs to start working around here she ain't earning her keep yet i'm not <laughs> hey i'm not touching that one i'm not getting in that one that's between it's you and her. she's got three screws in a plate i don't care I'm, there ain't no bone Bennett. showing. If you ain't got no bone showing, you ain't hurt. My name is Ben, and I'm not in. I'm staying out of it. Thank you, sir, very much. I enjoyed it. And uh, okay. folks, until next time, you've been watching and listening to the the original podcast of the Pirates. And of course, that's a sports objective. Good night, everybody. And as always, go Pirates.
Arg.